This is January the 16th. Let's read the Bible. Welcome, friends. Glad to have you with us. My name is Ray Pritchard, and we together are taking a year-long adventure, journey, adventure, marathon trip from Genesis to Revelation. Now, we are very near the end of the book of Genesis, which means this is January and Genesis is here. we got a long way to go to get to the end of the year, but by God's grace, we're going to get there. We know that hundreds and even thousands of people are watching these videos. Welcome. Be sure that you go to keepbelieving.com, download the reading schedule and the overview of the plan. And also you can help us by telling your friends about this program. We'd love to have thousands more people join us as we adventure our way through God's word. Now, when we left yesterday, Joseph has revealed himself to his brothers in Egypt. They have gone back to Canaan and they have told old Jacob, your son is alive. He almost has a heart attack and dies on the spot. But when he realizes it's true, his spirit revives and he says, even though he's a very old man, let's go to Egypt. He wants to see the son he thought has been dead for all these years. So now, Genesis 46. Israel set out with all that he had and came to Beersheba, and he offered sacrifices to the God of his father, Isaac. That night, God spoke to Israel in a vision. Jacob, Jacob, he said. And Jacob replied, here I am. God said, I am God, the God of your father. Do not be afraid to go down to Egypt, for I will make you into a great nation there. I will go down with you to Egypt, and I will also bring you back. Joseph will close your eyes when you die. Jacob left Beersheba. The sons of Israel took their father Jacob in the wagons Pharaoh had sent to carry him, along with their dependents and their wives. They also took their cattle and possessions they had acquired in the land of Canaan. Then Jacob and all his offspring with him came to Egypt. His sons and grandsons, his daughters and granddaughters, indeed all his offspring he brought with him to Egypt. These are the names of the sons of Israel who came to Egypt, Jacob and his sons. Jacob's firstborn, Reuben. Reuben's sons, Hanak, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. Simeon's sons, Jemuel, Jamin, Ohad, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul, the son of a Canaanite woman. Levi's sons, Gershon, Kohath, and Merari. Judah's sons, Ur, Onan, Shelah, Perez, and Zerah. But Ur and Onan died in the land of Canaan. The sons of Perez were Hezron and Hamul. Issachar's sons, Tola, Puva, Jashub, and Shimron, Zebulon's sons, Sered, Elon, and Jalil. These were Leah's sons born to Jacob in Padan Aram, as well as his daughter Dinah. The total number of persons, 33. Gad's sons, Ziphion, Hagi, Shunai, Esbon, Eri, Arodi, and Arili. Asher's sons, Imna, Ishva, Ishvi, Bariah, and their sister, Sirah. Beriah's sons were Heber and Machiel. These were the sons of Zilpah, whom Laban gave to his daughter Leah, that she bore to Jacob, 16 persons, the sons of Jacob's wife Rachel, Joseph, and Benjamin. Manasseh and Ephraim were born to Joseph in the land of Egypt. They were born to him by Asenath, daughter of Potipharah, a priest at On. Benjamin's sons, Bela, Beker, Ashbel, Gira, Naaman, Ehi, Rosh, Mupim, Hupim, and Ard. 
These were Rachel's sons who were born to Jacob, 14 persons. Dan's son, Hushim, Naphtali's sons, Jaziel, Gunai, Jezer, and Shelem. These were the sons of Bilhah, whom Laban gave to his daughter Rachel. She bore to Jacob seven persons, the total number of persons belonging to Jacob, his direct descendants, not including the wives of Jacob's sons who came to Egypt, 66, and Joseph's sons who were born to him in Egypt, two persons, all those of Jacob's household who came to Egypt, 70 persons. Now, Jacob had sent Judah ahead of him to Joseph to prepare for his arrival at Goshen. When they came to the land of Goshen, Joseph hitched the horses to his chariot and went up to Goshen to meet his father Israel. Joseph presented himself to him, threw his arms around him, and wept for a long time. Then Israel said to Joseph, I am ready to die now because I have seen your face and you are still alive. Joseph said to his brothers and to his father's family, I will go up and inform Pharaoh, telling him, My brothers and my father's family, who were in the land of Canaan, have come to me. The men are shepherds. They also raise livestock. They have brought their flocks and herds and all that they have. When Pharaoh addresses you and asks, What is your occupation? You are to say, Your servants, both we and our ancestors, have raised livestock from our youth until now. Then you will be allowed to settle in the land of Goshen, since all shepherds are detestable to Egyptians. Now, Genesis 47, a dramatic moment. Old Jacob, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Jacob, grandson of Abraham, son of Isaac, son of the promise. Old Jacob is about to meet Pharaoh most powerful man in the world. Verse 1, Genesis 47. So Joseph went and informed Pharaoh, my father and my brothers with their flocks and herds and all that they own have come from the land of Canaan and are now in the land of Goshen. He took five of his brothers and presented them to Pharaoh. And Pharaoh asked his brothers, what is your occupation? They said to, your, they said to Pharaoh, your servants, both we and our ancestors, are shepherds. And they said to Pharaoh, We have come to stay in the land for a while, because there is no grazing land for your servant sheep, since the famine in the land of Canaan has been severe. So now, please let your servants settle in the land of Goshen. Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, Now that your father and brothers have come, the land of Egypt is open before you. Settle your father and brothers in the best part of the land. They can live in the land of Goshen. If you know any capable men among them, put them in charge of my livestock. Joseph then brought his father Jacob and presented him to Pharaoh. And Jacob blessed Pharaoh. Pharaoh said to Jacob, how many years have you lived? And Jacob said to Pharaoh, my pilgrimage has lasted 130 years. My years have been few and hard. They have not reached the years of my ancestors during their, during their pilgrimages. So Jacob blessed Pharaoh and departed from Pharaoh's presence. Then Joseph settled his father and brothers in the land of Egypt and gave them property in the best part of the land, the land of Ramses, as Pharaoh had commanded. And Joseph provided his father, his brother, brothers, and all his father's family with food for their dependents. But there was no food in the entire region, for the famine was very severe. The land of Egypt and the land of Canaan were exhausted by the famine, 
Joseph collected all the silver to be found in the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan in exchange for the grain they were purchasing, and he brought the silver to Pharaoh's palace. When the silver from the land of Egypt and the land of Canaan was gone, all the Egyptians came to Joseph and said, Give us food. Why should we die here in front of you? The silver is gone. But Joseph said, Give me your livestock. Since the silver is gone, I will give you food in exchange for your livestock. So they brought their livestock to Joseph. He gave them food in exchange for the horses, the flocks of sheep, the herds of cattle, and the donkeys. That year, he provided them with food in exchange for all their livestock. When the year was over, they came next year and said to him, We cannot hide from our Lord that the silver is gone and all the livestock belongs to our Lord. There is nothing left for our Lord except our bodies and our land. Why should we die here in front of you, both us and our land? Buy us and our land in exchange for food. Then we, with our land, will become Pharaoh's slaves. Give us seed so that we can live and not die, so that the land won't become desolate. In this way, Joseph acquired all the land in Egypt for Pharaoh because every Egyptian sold his field since the famine was so severe for them. The land became Pharaoh's, and Joseph made the people servants from one end of Egypt to the other. The only land he did not acquire belonged to the priest for they had an allowance from Pharaoh. They ate from their allowance that Pharaoh gave them. Therefore, they did not sell their land. Joseph said to the people, Understand today that I have acquired you and your land for Pharaoh. Here is seed for you. Sow it in the land. At harvest, you were to give a fifth of it to Pharaoh, and four-fifths will be yours as seed for the field, as food for yourselves, your households, and your dependents. You have saved our lives, they said. We have found favor with our Lord and will be Pharaoh's slaves. So Joseph made it a law, still in effect today, in the land of Egypt, that a fifth of the produce belongs to Pharaoh. Only the priest's land does not belong to Pharaoh. Israel settled in the land of Egypt, in the region of Goshen. They acquired property in it, became fruitful and very numerous. Now, Jacob lived in the land of Egypt 17 years, and his lifespan was 147 years. When the time approached for him to die, he called his son Joseph and said to him, If I have found favor with you, put your hand under my thigh and promise me that you will deal with me in kindness and faithfulness. Do not bury me in Egypt. When I rest with my ancestors, carry me away from Egypt and bury me in their burial place. Joseph answered, I will do what you have asked. Jacob said, swear to me. So Joseph swore to him. Then Israel bowed down in thanks at the head of his bed. You know, there's a lot of stuff. That's the end of our reading for today. Only two chapters. We could spend time talking about uh, the, the land transactions and the one-fifth of the tax of the income that was paid to Pharaoh showing, I think, that uh, Joseph was quite a, quite a smart business administrator. The people were willing to do it, to take first give him the silver and then give their livestock and finally sell themselves, rather do that than to die. Thus, Pharaoh became ever more powerful. But the real emphasis in these chapters is on the goodness of God. Now, God keeps his promises. And by the way, by the way, Jacob said, I'm about to die. He, he, he said at 130, my days have been few. Well, true, compared to those long ages we had earlier, really long ages, centuries long. Hard to think of people living five, six hundred years, but it's what the Bible says. Therefore, 
I believe it. We certainly should believe it. Jacob's 130 years, not very long compared to my ancestors. And indeed, he had gone through many things, but he comes to the end and toward the end of his life, God has blessed Jacob and his sons and his grandsons. And, and there's in, in the midst of the famine in Egypt, God is blessing and protecting his people there in the land of Goshen. While things were terrible in general in Egypt, God was taking care of his people. So be encouraged, be encouraged. Jacob says at the end also, don't leave my bones here in Egypt. Bury me in the promised land. Later on, we're going to see Joseph is going to say the same thing. Our God is a God of promises. He is the ultimate promise keeper, though it takes days and months and weeks and years and generations and sometimes centuries. We serve a transgenerational God. Friends, when God makes a promise, he will keep it. We may not live to see the fulfillment, but God always keeps his promises. You can take that to the bank. Be encouraged, friends. Go out and have a great day. Come back tomorrow. Guess what's going to happen? We're going to wrap up the book of Genesis tomorrow morning. God bless. See you back here tomorrow.